You are listening to The Music Room with Aileen Miracle. Hi everyone, it's Aileen and you're listening to episode 68 of The Music Room. Today I am going to talk to you about virtual performances or how to do concerts when you can't quite do concerts the way you've always done them because of COVID-19 regulations. Before we get started, I just want to mention, I mentioned this in the last podcast episode, but I want to mention that you can now ask Alexa to play the latest podcast. If you have Alexa, then what you can do is you can say her name. I won't do that right now so that I don't mess anything up. And then you can say, play the podcast, The Music Room, and then the latest episode will play. Make sure to use the word the, otherwise a different podcast called Music Room will start playing. All right, so let's get started. We are going to talk about how to do performances virtually when you can't quite do them in person. All right, so number one is to do a virtual choir. Probably a lot of you are familiar with this idea because when COVID-19 first hit in spring of 2020, there were a lot of different videos going around that had virtual choirs, and that's when I first tried it myself. I am going to warn you that this is not for people who are not super comfortable with technology. It is pretty involved, and I would not try to do more than one song at a time. Personally, one song is plenty and can take hours and hours and hours to do. But if you are pretty techie and you wanna give it a try, I do have a blog post with directions on what I did that I will link to in the show notes. To find the show notes, you can go to mrsmiraclesmusicroom.com slash podcast and then click episode 68. So kind of an overview of how I did it though is I had students submit recordings in Flipgrid so I recorded myself singing it or I had a recording of someone else singing it. I uploaded that to Schoology so if you use Google Classroom or whatever you use you could do that and what they did is they had like a tab open with the recording. They you know hit play on the recording. They started recording their Flipgrid and then they would have to have earbuds in or headphones and then they go ahead and sing along with it. Once you have that Flipgrid recording, you can then download it. Then you have to, this is where it gets a little complicated. Then you have to like strip the audio out of it using something like Audacity. Uh, That's what I used. I used Audacity and I kind of put all of the audio tracks together without worrying about video. So I kind of got the audio all kind of lined up the way that I wanted to. I've done this with uh, the song Apple Tree, just with first and second grade. And then I also did it with a song that I learned when I was in Australia, which I can link to the resource in the show notes. It's a beautiful song. And it's actually the video performance is in that blog post that I talk about. So anyway, I took all the audio and kind of like lined it up and had the kids singing it around and all that good stuff. Once I had the audio that I wanted, then I started adding it back to the video. And for that, I used Flip, or no, I used Canva. And then once I had it in Canva, then I added it to iMovie. And then I had the final product. Like I said, lots of time. I wouldn't try it if you're not super tech savvy. Or maybe it could be a joint effort. Maybe you have a teacher, uh, you know, you have a colleague that is super tech savvy and you do some of the work as far as like collecting the videos and that kind of thing, communicating to parents, communicating to students, and then they help you with the tech side of it. So see that blog post if you're interested, but by no means should you feel guilty if you decide to not go that route. It is a really cool finished product but like I said, no go. All right. Another way that you could do 
a virtual performance or some kind of concert is to do a class virtual performance. So the idea here is let's say you are allowed to sing and play instruments in your music class. Maybe you're distance, maybe the kids are masked, but you're just worried about like, okay, how would they even be on risers together, right? How would an audience be there and that be safe? So all of that stuff, if you're worried about that, then what you could do is get some kind of song or a performance piece, instrumental piece, whatever it might be, get it performance ready just through your normal teaching, right? And then just pick up your phone or a video camera or whatever you have, whatever you're allowed to use and record the performance. And you could tell your students like, I'm going to be sharing this with your parents. So let's really act like we're on stage right now and we're going to perform our very best. You go ahead and record it and then you take it later. And let's say you have like a performance of fifth graders, you know, doing bucket drumming and you have a performance of fourth graders and maybe they're playing xylophones and you have a performance of third graders and they're singing and dancing, whatever, right? You take all those different performances and then you put them into some kind of video editing program like iMovie and you might even add titles like third grade, Mrs. Brown's class, and then there's their performance. And then the next one could be fourth grade, Mr. Smith's class, and then there's their performance, right? So you can kind of just string it together by putting in just simple titles. It doesn't have to be super complicated. And then you have a performance. The really cool thing about doing something like this is that you can, as long as you know you have a media release for students and that kind of thing, you could send it out to all of the parents and then they have something that shows, you know, instead of them having to zoom in on their kid when there are 100 students on the risers, right? They have something where their kid is easier to see. It's just that student's class. And then they have a video that they can watch for years to come. So it could be a really cool thing. And, you know, you also have parents who work at night and wouldn't be able to come to the concert. And maybe their their child might not even be able to come because of their work situation. And now they can see their child perform. So it's kind of the bright side of it. If you're doing anything like, I'm not doing choir yet, I'm waiting on that, but let's say you're doing something like, I talked in my last episode about doing like music enrichment, like a ukulele club or a bucket drumming club or something like that, then you could also take videos of something like that and string it together into some kind of performance. I think I'd like to do something like that for the music enrichment that we are doing. So that's a class virtual performance. That's that idea. All right. And then the last idea I have for you as far as how to make performances possible is to do a talent show. So I actually did this last year when I was doing committed distance learning. I was 100% virtual last year. And what we did is we had a flip grid for each grade level. And if students had some kind of special talent like you know, playing the piano or playing a guitar or something like that, we had them submit a recording on Flipgrid. Now, when you do this, you might choose to tell students that they may or may not get chosen. Because if you choose absolutely everybody, then that can lead to a very, very long performance. So you might tell them that, you know, your performance may or may not get chosen. So they go ahead and submit their recordings of, you know, playing piano or playing violin or whatever it might be. You could also have a different flip grid that asks something like, what do you love about music class? Or what's your favorite song? Or what's your favorite music to dance to? Or something like that. And students record their responses. Then you might have another flip grid where you just ask students to dance. Just put on your favorite piece of music, your favorite song, and dance, right? And then you might have another flip grid 
where they do something like a virtual choir. So that's what we did last year. We had not just a talent show, but we had, it was kind of like a variety show, I guess. It had all these different things in it. So what the final product looked like is like we would have like a couple students performing solos, and then we would have students talking about what their favorite song was. And, you know, we kind of, we used We Video for that, which is a really awesome software. I think it's paid, but you might check with your school district to see if they use it. It's really cool. And my colleague Ashley put together this, you know, little montage of all the kids talking about their favorite song. Super cool. Then we had a couple more soloists and then there was a dance break. And then we had a few more soloists and then we had a virtual choir performance and then a couple more solos and so on. So you kind of break it up a little bit and it ended up being about I want to say 40 or so minutes and it really showcased the students talents really well but then the awesome thing is if you know a student didn't necessarily have a quote-unquote talent you know maybe they didn't play guitar they didn't play violin or whatever then they still could be involved with the performance because of the virtual choir piece because of just talking about your favorite song or whatever so it was a good way to kind of like try to get as many kids into the performance as we could all right so those are the three ideas I know probably a lot of you are trying to rack your brain, trying to think like, okay, this is it. We're in our second year here of dealing with COVID-19 regulations and and just dealing with COVID-19 in general. How do I share some kind of performance with my community? Because they're starting to ask and maybe you don't feel safe or maybe you can't, even if you did feel safe, maybe you're just not allowed to do something like that. So those are just a few ideas that could work. Virtual choir, class virtual performances, and a talent or variety show. I hope that is helpful for you. All right, I'm gonna talk about what I'm consuming. All right, so my husband and I have been listening to a new artist lately. She's new to us, and her name is Phoebe Bridgers. He actually found her because she was doing a project with Connor Oberst, and he really likes Connor Oberst, so he started listening to their project together. But then she also has her own solo work, and I love her. In fact, I love her, he loves her, and my daughter Jenna also loves the music. So if you like Connor Oberst, I, I feel like her music is pretty similar, then you should check out Phoebe Bridgers. She's just a really talented songwriter and has a beautiful voice and I love her music. All right. Thanks so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. I hope it's been helpful as you try to wrap your mind around what to do about performances. Just a short little podcast for you. In my next podcast episode, I will be interviewing Bryson Tarbett from That Music Teacher about exceptional learners. It will be a great episode, so make sure to check that podcast out. Have a great day.